Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, October 11, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. The number of Americans quitting jobs reaches an all-time high. A professor in Maine causes a campus uproar over gender identity. Some federal judges are refusing to hire clerks from Yale because of the cancel culture. New survey ranks the scariest movies of all time. Also ahead, holy liberalism, Batman. Republicans may win the governor's race in New York. But first, the so-called Great Resignation continues. Data from the Labor Department shows the number of Americans who voluntarily left jobs rose 16% in September, the most since 1990, even though the unemployment rate still stands at 3.5%. Economists say the low figure is caused by millions of adults who simply refuse to work. There are now 10 million vacant job openings in the USA. Students at the University of Southern Maine revolting after a member of the faculty insisted there are only two genders. Graduate professor Christy Hammer made the remarks during a course entitled Creating a Positive Learning Environment. Well, some students walked out of that course saying, quote, it is as if we are under personal attack, unquote. The school, however, is standing by the professor offering an alternative course for those who feel unsafe. Two federal judges appointed by Donald Trump are refusing to hire law clerks from Yale because of the cancel culture at the university. Judge Elizabeth Branch and James Ho launched a boycott of the Ivy League school in September. The pair releasing the following statement, quote, we are gravely concerned that the stifling of debate at Yale not only is antithetical to this country's founding principles, but also stunts intellectual growth, unquote. A huge embarrassment for Yale. New survey from Reader's Digest lists the scariest movies of all time. Here they are. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, The Shining, John Carpenter's Halloween, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and number one scariest movie ever, The Exorcist. The film is so disturbing it was banned from being seen in the UK until 1999 when the devil forced Downing Street to relent. In a moment, crazy things happening in New York politics. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus. Their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. 
So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. New York's governorship usually goes to a Democrat because voter registration in my state is two to one against the Republican. So it would make sense, right? But this year could be very different. The population of New York is 20 million. Three million residents have fled the state since 2012. The last Republican governor of New York, George Pataki, left office in 2006. A new poll from Trafalgar shows the race for New York governor is now almost a tie. 45% back the Democrat. Kathy Hochul, 43% support Republican Lee Zeldin. The same poll shows a very close race for Attorney General. 46% support Republican Michael Henry. 44 back current Attorney General Letitia James. She is the person who filed a civil lawsuit against the Trump family. Now, the reason the Democrats are losing support is crime. It's simply out of control. On Sunday, two teenagers were shot on the front lawn of Lee Zeldin's house in a Suffolk County suburb while his 16-year-old twin daughters were inside doing their homework. In the last three years, the overall crime rate in New York State is up 30%, homicides up 32, shootings 35, robberies 36, home invasions 38, car theft 41. And that's because of the progressive law enforcement. And Governor Hochul does nothing. Crime in the New York City subway, vital to people trying to get to work, up 50% just this year. Three people were stabbed to death in the transit system within the last 10 days. New Yorkers pay the most state and local taxes in the United States. On average, Albany takes 12% of workers' paychecks here. In total, New Yorkers pay half their salary in federal, state, and county taxes. So it is a disaster in New York State. And Kathy Hochul, the present governor who took over for Andrew Cuomo when he resigned, has sat there and done zero, no problem solving. So yes, Democrats outnumber Republicans two to one, but even Democrats are saying this has got to stop. That's why Lee Zeldin is very close. Now, national implications? If the Republicans take the governorship of New York State, that will leave only two states held captive by the progressive left. California, which is hopeless, and Illinois, which is close to hopeless. But here in New York, there is a very intense race for governor. We will know in four weeks if this state is going to be hopeless. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. If you'd like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. You will like it there. That's where we live. And I hope you consider my new book, Killing the Legends, huge bestseller, and you'll like that as well. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. 
the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 47 years ago today, a Canadian-born writer launched a new kind of late-night show on NBC. The 90-minute broadcast featured a guest host, cast of nine comedians, and two musical performances a week. Saturday Night Live had arrived. Here is the story. Beginning in 1965, NBC ran the best of Johnny Carson on Saturday evenings. In 1974, the aging Carson wanted the program to run on Friday so he could take that day off. Writer Lauren Michaels pitched his idea to executives for a live variety show on Saturday night and got the green light. He then recruited National Lampoon writer Cornelius Crane Chase, better known as Chevy, to lead the crew, followed by Midwest comedians John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Gilda Radner. On October 11, 1975, Saturday Night Live debuted starring guest host George Carlin. Critics immediately panned the show. Concerned parents claimed the material promoted drugs, premarital sex, and undermined the American political system by mocking President Ford. Despite a slow start, SNL grew a cult following among younger viewers. Within two years, more than 12 million people tuned in each week. 12 million. Since its debut, SNL has launched dozens of stars, including Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Jimmy Fallon, Dennis Miller, and Norm MacDonald. Twenty-five original sketches have been turned into Hollywood movies, like The Coneheads, Wayne's World, and The Blues Brothers. From Ray Charles to Nirvana, the world's biggest musicians have appeared on SNL. The most controversial was singer Sinead O'Connor, who defaced a picture of Pope John Paul II to protest the Catholic Church. NBC banned her after that. And here's something else you might not know. Despite its reputation and long history, fans are now abandoning Saturday Night Live. Ratings for this year's opening episode plunged 35% compared to last year. Just 4 million people tuned in. As they say in showbiz, it had a good run. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take 
away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.